We have historic choices to make as a species, reckons Wellington playwright Joe Randerson. She looks at power imbalances and asks why people just can't get along in her new show. Another mammal was due to premiere last year, but the lockdowns put pay to that. But the delay has given her a chance to reconsider the script and lighter behaviour seen here and overseas throughout the global pandemic. I asked Jo Randerson about those historic choices we face. Things are changing and they change quite fast, but they can go in any direction. And we're here, you know, Aotearoa, at this time, I think... We say we're so lucky. I hear people say all the time, we're the only place in the world who can be doing this, putting on you know, live theatre. It's our duty to put on live theatre right now. And I'm like, is it? I don't know. But certainly, yeah, we are, we are in a really interesting place in this country right now. And we're small enough to be having conversations. We're no paradise. Uh, often people see New Zealand as this kind of utopia, or certainly lots of my foreign friends do or New Zealanders living abroad Um, and it's like well yeah lots of things are great here but we've got massive problems gross injustice is still occurring here but it feels like there's a conversation that it means that it's shifting as well so it's this interesting thing of consciousness I think of what needs to change but also some sort of sense of hope but it has to be balanced with actual work you know practical action not just a sort of a blind hope that we're going to be okay. You've gone for big things before so you're no stranger to this but in another mammal who are your characters and how are you trying to represent these big questions? I'm really interested in the way that we interact with each other when we meet each other and you know in this country we have had different ways of doing that historically when Pākehā first arrived we did that very badly the way that we we met tangata whenua And so what happens in this immediate moment when we meet? Do we seek to get the upper hand? Do we seek to conquer and do that sort of hierarchical, colonial, patriarchal getting on top? Or do we actually try to meet the other person as an equal and a different equal and try to figure out, you know, how we can coexist together? I think for me, this is a lifelong grappling question that I have. It's around pacifism, not using war or not using power to try and overcome because whenever people get power whenever humans get power I think we seem to like it and we want to hang on to it and right now because power is shifting and changing yeah how do we make this shift so I've written these two characters I've called them Y and Z they have the scene over and over that they're trying to do and it changes the power shifts and there's death, there's often death, and then there's, they come to life again, and there's a stage manager. Well, it sounds like they're doomed to keep repeating. It's like that history, we're doomed to keep repeating. Each scene is quite quite different. It's not fatalistic to me because I think anything can change at any moment, depending on how we choose to go into that encounter. You know, we can't ignore what has happened. The history is always deeply with us, but... We can make new steps in any moment in the way that we choose to interrelate. So I think it's really about power and watching these two grapple with power. And it's I've used this sort of metaphor of a relationship in a way because um, obviously all relationships, even just the one-on-one relationship, have that power exchange in them. And and how do we use that and how do we respect the other? Yeah, and how do we share space? But they are stuck. They are stuck, you're right, because I think that that... I haven't I haven't really seen humans get that right. On the other hand, we've also always been getting it right. You know, like we haven't it's not over yet. We're not we're not dead yet, but we're at this point where 
things could change. Although I grew up in the 80s and it felt like we were at a turning point there too because of the whole nuclear war thing. And then I remember thinking as a child, this might be it. Our, our species might be over. And I think that question always sort of haunts me. But I have a lot of faith because we haven't devastated ourselves yet, but it's pretty close with what we're doing to the planet right now. When you're talking to your actors about Z and Y, I mean, often in a, in a play they can do a backstory, they've got a whole life, do you know what I mean? And, and they, how, how do you describe these, these characters to the actors who are portraying them? Yeah, because they, they have an emotional journey that the play takes them on, but you're right, because this scene sort of keeps starting again. So they're playing with that sometimes they sort of forget what has happened, sometimes the traces of that are still on them. But I think as the audience, you always see, because we're watching it sequentially in order, even if the actor decides to forget it, we still see, you know, I think that things leave traces, actions leave traces, yeah, like places, locations hold those shadows and ghosts of what has happened there. Um, so in a way, the actors will always have that. And, yeah, there's no there's no characteristics about these two actors. I've said, you know, this could be played by any two people of any age, gender, culture, whatever, um, and that will be a choice that the company will make. So that was an interesting thing for us, who will play Y and who will play Z, um, because whoever plays it, it reads differently. Um, and that's a really interesting thing I'm finding as a theatre maker and as a playwright at the moment too, is that... I don't want to write specific characters anymore. I'm just writing lines and then whoever the actor is who says that, we, we will read our meaning because of the person who's saying it. So it's an interesting time. Like, how do I write characters? You're sharing power, though, aren't you, by doing that in a way? When you're looking at power, you're kind of sharing the power, aren't you, mm. with the director and the actors? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a beautiful collaborative team. We have an amazing team in there. Jane Young is directing and she, it's such a pleasure and privilege to be working with her. It's great. I love working. That's one thing I love about theatre is the way that we can all work together. Although this is the first play I've written in a while, so that's an interesting thing because I'm finding it a bit challenging being a, a playwright again because I mostly work in sort of devising and collaborative rooms where we all figure that out on the way. And a lot with community as well, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You were going to be putting this on Another Mammal last year and then COVID happened. Have you reworked it in light of what the last year has been like? Yeah, when yeah, because we were going to go on, I think, August or September last, last year. Um, so that was one of the first series of cancellations when, when the lockdown happened. And I think we all felt quite excited to re-look at it in this particular context that we were in. So, like I think you were saying before, Lynn, of course it's the, it's in there. It's in there for the audience the way that we watch. It's in there for the actors. And for me as a writer, it's definitely in there too. I think one of the things I was thinking about a bit more, I'm really interested in this nationalism and this the way that COVID-19 has forced nations to lock doors and shut down borders, which is always, of course, an issue and a topic in terms of, when do we shut the doors and no more? Like, this is us. Like, I'm like, well, what? Who is us? Who is a nation? The team of five million. Well, Joe. that's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So all of that, hearing those sort of terminologies come around and then hearing this, we're so lucky, which we are, but also it's a very interesting time to be an island, I think. You know, New Zealand is a small island at the, as they say, bottom of the world or top of the world, if you think about it like that. Yeah, we're in a really different scenario anyway to any of these other countries who have actual borders. 
Yeah, so now we're in this really interesting, quite isolated place, which has been very good for us in terms of COVID. But yeah, what? how are we going to continue to be part of this global conversation? And do we? how do we all stay internationally involved whilst also looking after who? These are, these are big questions, I think, of, of nationhood as well. And sort of watching what was happening in America too and watching that, you know, take our country back. What does that mean? You know, make our country great again. Those were the um, sentiments that I was hearing that I felt I wanted to feed into the play. And safety and security and trusting the data and I think really living in a very material plane. There's a lot of the spirit in this play where I think the characters in a way are trying to reach out and figure out how to connect to the world of the spirit, which I think we're always trying to do as humans But I wonder right now how especially art can help us do that. I have felt a real groping towards from people for art to hold some sort of spiritual connection for people. That's what I've really felt over the last year. I feel like the fear and anxiety uh, as we've gone through this time of uncertainty, I feel feel people really reaching for, for poetry and visual art and music, you know, things to hang on to that can connect us to yeah that more spiritual part of our beings and not just the material plane so I think we're in a really interesting time with the arts because I think arts has that to offer and artists have that to offer and also artists are very good with living in precarity and vulnerable you know it's kind of it's kind of a great time for artists I say that knowing that actually many artists are really struggling at the moment as we always do and that's starting to bite. So it's an interesting time where I think our powers are really needed, but at the same time, um, you know, the well-being of many of our arts community is not great, and that's something I'm really keen to change as well. Joella, have you here with Barbarian. What are some of the other projects that you're working on at the moment still out in the community? Yeah, we're based at our beautiful Vogelmorn Bowling Club, which is a really special place for us, and we've got next week a, um, a sort of a development, artist development time called Let's Make Work Together, so we run that every year. We find that winter can be a hard time, the festivals are over and a lot of artists are heading into a time of not having much work and, you know, we can all get depressed over winter. So we try to bring people together working around projects and bring people into community. We're doing that. I'm also working on a new book called Secret Art Powers, which is kind of like what I was talking about before, wanting to articulate some of the powers and values of, you know, of what is not known, of what is not named of failure, um, of all of the sort of non-patriarchal values in a way that are are really needed and really useful. And I want to talk about them in a philosophical way, not just, hey, here's how to be a good artist, but here are the deep core philosophical values that can be of use to us. Like, what is it like living in uncertainty and chaos? Like, obviously, a lot of artists are very familiar with that, and we have faith in that. But I can see that for a lot of others, it can be really scary when you don't have things to hold on to. So I, I really feel the need to articulate that. Another Mammal, written by Joe Randerson, premieres at Wellington Circuit Theatre on Saturday.